What's up, all you nostalgia dinglebergs? This is Nostalgia Me This. I'm your host, Corbin Andrews. And to my right is my favorite cousin, male cousin. The moon of your life, some would say. Christian <laughs> Flincham. And always joined by my favorite sister. Are you going to say my name right this time? Her name is Kendra Mickles. <laughs> but for about 21 years of my life, her name was Kendra Andrews. So yeah, sorry. Sorry to, bit, sorry to throw that at you. A bit of a pro. Yeah, yeah. Five years. I should be. Yeah. I should be over it. Over five years now. Oh, Level good six. lord. Good lord. Wow. I know. All right, here we are. Episode two. Here we are. Another week. Episode two. What you've been watching? No, that's not what the segment is called. Oh. <laughs> what is the segment? What do your elf eyes see? Yes. What do your elf eyes see? We got to write that on the board next time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, I finished Friends last night. Thank God. Uh, uh, I know. My husband, Eric, uh, would also say thank God. Mm -hmm. But it's it's still great, you guys. Still still a great show. Yeah. I, I think it's... I think I've seen that show probably more than I've seen any other show on TV, so it always yeah, stays. well, especially when it started being on Nick at Night. It's just on all the time now. It really so, is. Um, I also watched the first episode of the new Jack Ryan series. Did you really? Oh, how was it? How was it? I... It was... It's really good. The first episode was a lot of, like, what you saw in the trailer. Um, okay. But there's a part at the end where John Krasinski gets into a bit of a pickle. And I was like, I know he's not going to die in the first episode, but I, I'm pretty scared. Mm. So uh, I'm excited to start that. But there have been about three shows, including that, that have come out that I have, it's kind of just fallen back on my list. So I don't know when I'll get around to it. Well, I recommend it so far. Well, I have just finished today, actually. I Thanks to you and Eric's generosity in uh, buying HBO on Hulu. You're welcome. I have finished Hard Knocks, um, which follows the Cleveland Browns, which is not my favorite team, uh, but it is still a great – it's a great inside look at – Everything. I mean, they they go through and, and talk about Baker Mayfield and, and him coming into the league and, and talk about no name guys that you know you might never hear again. Um, but it's just cool to kind of get the background story of some of the players and the, to see them play on the preseason game and even in the regular season will be will be super interesting. So yeah, that's kind of what super, I've been watching. Still working on Rome, but. Yeah, you know, if you're into football, it's it's <laughs> definitely a high class documentary. That um, I remember when it Hard Knocks first started, and I always wished we had HBO so I could watch it. But uh, I'm glad I could make that dream come true. You, for you just have made all of my dreams come true with getting HBO. You're so welcome. I've watched Game of Thrones. I've watched Hard Knocks. I'm watching Rome. So you really, you know, thank you. You're welcome. For your generosity. <laughs> what about you, Christian? Well, uh, I was going to mention this last week, and I totally forgot. And it's a bit like uh, probably been like three weeks or so since I started, or since I watched this. 
but that wild wild country oh man documentary oh, yeah. on netflix oh, man. What is some, a documentary some crazy stuff man here's a little here's a little inside ins- insider baseball for you with that is that um i i don't i think i heard it on another podcast that it was good and it took me a couple months to get around to it and then i watched it and then i was probably it's only six episodes and i think i was on episode four and i kept telling christian hey man you gotta watch it you gotta watch it and then i went to work and i came back i worked nights and i came back that morning and he was already on episode five so he already (laughs) caught up to me in a day Wow. So it's that good. That's how I roll, though. I'm a binger. <laughs> I I hate not knowing things like yeah. when I get into a show. That's why I can't get into these long shows because it's just too much to binge. Yeah. But uh, man, well, yeah. that one's definitely that on good. my list. I yeah. Well, I saw the trailer and it looked really interesting. Not to give anything away because I know you haven't seen it, but it is just I and obviously the title is a fitting title because it is just so wild how it all happens and how it all uh, unfolds. But I could literally talk about that for the whole podcast. But yeah, the craziest thing about that. So the first episode, not that great, kind of the most boring one for sure, because it's just giving you the background information. But episode two onward, that's when all the scandal stuff happens. And it just keeps getting worse and worse, basically, and more intense yeah. as as the episodes go on. So yeah. Netflix definitely did not disappoint. I mean, they've kind of rolled these these documentaries out. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, Evil Genius was great. Yeah, yeah, um, I'm excited to watch that's that. That's on my list. I haven't gotten around to it yet. But I tell you what... Uh, what was that um, one documentary that's the really keepers. Oh yeah, the keepers, man. Yeah. If you haven't seen that one, that one. I don't know. That, that one, one looked a little too it. scary. It was very scary and very depressing. I only watched. I, I I only watched two episodes of it, and it is it is pretty graphic. I'd say it's very scary, very depressing, but it keeps you on the edge of your seat. <laughs> but it's worth it. I mean, <laughs> it's another bingeable documentary <laughs> that you're just like, wow. <laughs> So yeah, yeah they did a real good it, good job honestly. with these. So nice. So that's mine for the week. Even though I didn't watch that this week, I've been playing Lego Lord of the Rings with Corbin. <laughs> I've, I've never played so that's that taking some life. TV time away. I... <laughs> well, I started school back, so that's well. You would oh, think oh, it oh. it slowed down my uh, my binging, but not it too much. Yeah, sometimes during lunch I will watch netflix yeah i understand that i was just gonna say i went to the gym and watched um i hit the bike and watched a movie called son son of a gun um and it's an a24 which i really enjoy a24 um what does that mean a24 is a studio so they've done uh oh they did ex machina oh i loved ex machina yeah they've done a lot of other stuff they're kind of an up-and-coming and they're a lot more, I think, independent. I could be wrong. I haven't done a lot of research, but they just seem a little bit more independent. But uh, Ewan McGregor's in it, and uh, Elise, what's her name? Alicia Vikander? Yes. Yeah, they're both in it, and it's 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 very, it was very good. I, I really enjoyed it, so. What's it called? Son of a Gun. Son of a Gun, Eli. Yeah. <laughs> 
Ewan McGregor is uh, is very far off from his Obi Wan character in that, so he's kind of a a mob, a dirty mob guy. He's anti- branching out. So, he's because yeah. he was just in Fargo season three, and he was like a he plays like two different people. Yeah, yeah. I I have not seen that season yet. Yeah, he's he in that movie he did a he did a very good job. I thought. Yeah, based on his performance in that movie, I would say that I'd be pretty excited to watch season three of Fargo. Yeah, yeah. I've, sure. I've always liked him. I've always thought he's he's I he definitely was not the reason that the prequels uh, were were bad. So, yeah, yeah. Fargo season three. I'm I'm like three or four episodes in, um, but it's pretty good so far. Mm. Uh, and I like started it and stopped it. And now I need to start it back up again so gotcha gotcha all right are we ready for uh some news let's break up off a piece of that breaking news yes that's what exactly what we're going to do Mm. all right well guess guess who's first up christy carlson romano our favorite oh uh, bringing her back our favorite disney channel star uh she is expecting her second child good for her and i put this on here just because we talked about her last time and literally the next day this popped up that she (laughs) is uh that she's that she's due yeah how old is she she is 34 wow and she's married to brendan rooney i don't know who that is but that's his name Wayne Rooney, the soccer player. I don't think that is his brother. relation. Wayne Rooney. So that's nice. Did you guys ever play the uh, the Witcher games? I didn't. I really wanted to play Witcher 3, but it, with games like that, you really have to pick your poison because I can never, like, it takes everything in me to finish Fallout. Mm, yeah. And I love Fallout and I love Skyrim and those those games. And I knew I heard like The Witcher had like an insane amount of stuff you could do. And I just I couldn't commit myself to it. So, yeah, well, this is uh, some Witcher or as I call it, I call it The Witcher. This is <laughs> this is some Witcher news. Witcher. Uh, did you know that Netflix is making a Witcher TV series? I did not. Okay, well, that's that's not even the news because uh, oh. that's kind of old news. But oh. uh, Henry Cavill is going to play the the Witcher. <laughs> okay, now what is your opinion on Henry Cavill? I like Henry Cavill a lot. Do you? Yeah, I thought he was great in the new Mission Impossible, and I think he's a good Superman that has people who don't understand how to write for Superman. Right. Now, I remember I remember when Man of Steel came out and you weren't a very big fan of it and I didn't hate it, but I never I was never uh, you know, into the superhero stuff, right. so I didn't know if you didn't like him because of that or No, I like him and I think he looks like a good Superman. It's just they're like they're just making him into a a bad superman sorry if that's gotcha. divisive people but well that's what we're here to do we're here to stir the, yeah. stir the pot we're not trying so to make anyway, friends uh i think this is i think this is fun i've never played the game or read right. the books that they are yeah. based on but i will i'll watch it well one thing on the witcher note uh conan does a conan o'brien does a really great uh clueless gamer yeah, session uh, on the witcher 3 
pretty funny. Yes, it is. I love <laughs> that. That's about the only uh, context I have for The Witcher. Yeah, that's but the gameplay. I've what, seen I, from the Witcher. what I was going to say is these kind of properties, like the the video game movies and the TV shows, kind of haven't panned out well. You know, right? Obviously, there's like eight Resident Evil movies, but I wouldn't say that they have a massive success. Uh, how dare you, sir? Yeah, I, mean, I am deeply offended I'm by that. I'm sorry. <laughs> they're not. They're not like. You, yeah. you know what I mean? Assassin's Creed didn't do that well. Oh, that um, was terrible. I remember when Doom came out, the movie, and it didn't do well. Well, that's that. There's a thing that there's like a a video game movie curse where you there's like right. no good video game movie. Right. So right. this will be so, a TV show, so it can't break that curse. But yeah. Hopefully, yeah, so. it will be good. Did you know, Kendra, that Henry Cavill was in? Uh, Count of Monte Cristo. Was he? Who was? Yeah, he? he he was the the his son. Really? Yeah, which is surprising that you didn't know that, considering we watched that movie about. I 10 know, times. but like I haven't watched it since he's become popular. Oh, okay. No, I watched it back in college, so I knew that. Oh, that's funny. I'll yeah. watch it again. Yeah, he's very. He looks very young, but he looks the same. So. Yeah. That's hilarious. I love that movie. Yeah, we know. Uh, okay, so this isn't this isn't really news, but this is like a like an anniversary, and I want to see if you guys remember this book because I definitely had it, and I'm sure Christian that your sister had it. Um, so this is an article that BuzzFeed put out this week. Happy 20th birthday to the care and keeping of you, the best puberty book in the biz. <laughs> Oh, is that like the, like, that American Girl yep. book? Yep. Okay. That now tells that you all was, about your body. Yeah, that was like an, I remember being so confused as to, like, why I couldn't read it. Oh. <laughs> I was like, why can't I read this book? And mom was like, there, you, there is no reason why you should read this. And I was like, I was really, girl not, book. yeah, I really did not understand. Yeah, I oh. think Morgan did have that book as well. She probably did. Oh yeah, probably um, every. But girl. I I got yeah. real nostalgic looking through this article and looking at all the pictures. I probably still have it somewhere. Knowing you, you but probably do. Happy happy twentieth birthday to the wow. care and keeping of you. Wow. Big two O. Happy big two O. Um. So this uh was like big news. This is uh I found this on NBC News. But uh, apparently, 13 years ago, Dorothy's uh, ruby slippers were stolen from a museum, and they have just been recovered by the FBI. What? Yeah. So, uh, 13 years ago, they were on display, a Minnesota museum. They were on display. Someone took them, and the FBI just did a sting operation over the summer and found them. They did a sting operation for Dorothy's. No, I think they were do- slippers. <laughs> I think they were doing it for something else, <laughs> and they happened to find. Oh, the slippers. and they just. Oh my. Oh that my is god, amazing. that's crazy. That's <laughs> insane. They should make a movie about that. I know. I would watch that. That's insane. That's like the. Uh, uh, what's that movie where they try to save all the art in World War Two? 
I feel uh, like Monuments Men. Monuments Men. Yeah, that would be like in the same category, mm. like Saving Dorothy Slippers. You're right. You're right. A historical <laughs> adventure. <laughs> <laughs> I never saw that movie, Kendra, but you tell me that Which you didn't. Which movie? Like Monuments Men. Oh yeah, it was bad. Yeah, I didn't mind it. I thought this, it was okay. <laughs> this article I'm looking at keeps trying to show me a uh, a uh, preview for that nuns movie, and so I'm like trying not to watch it. As and, I... Now, if there's one movie that I could say that's probably come out in the past ten years that looks like it's right up your alley, it would be that. Ugh. Um. So as I'm reading this article, it. It seems like maybe they were looking for these shoes. So it says an individual approached the museum last year saying that information on the slippers whereabouts and how they could be returned. <laughs> it was later determined that those involved were in reality attempting to extort the owners of the slippers. Um, but then it says during an undercover operation that followed a nearly year long investigation. Oh, my the God. Shoes were recovered by the FBI. Wow. So, wow, that's insane. So, Congratulations yeah. to I the know. American FBI. That's And to I all mean, of America, really, for getting <laughs> Judy Garland shoes it's, back. It's worth it. It's worth uh, it. So, yeah, so that was on NBC News, but I thought that that's was... crazy. I thought that was funny. Yeah. Um. Okay, a couple more things. Let's do some, some sad news first. Did you hear that Burt Reynolds passed away? I did. We did. I did. Courtesy of ESPN. One of the greatest mustaches to ever grace the screen oh definitely and i also always forget and it kind of goes with what we're talking about later but he was the voice of the dog on all dogs go to heaven no that's crazy i always forget that yeah i i don't yeah that's crazy i don't know why i would ever remember that we i don't know if they have sense uh but it said this article i'm looking at from av club said the Hollywood Reporter declines to mention a cause of death, but he was 82 years old. So. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was, when I saw the headlines, I thought it was I thought it was crazy, and then it said he was 82, and I was like, well, that's that's not too insane. But I didn't realize he was that old. I think the first movie I ever saw him in was The Longest Yard, and not the original with him, the Adam Sandler. The Adam Sandler. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't think I ever saw. You never saw Smokey and the Bandit? I never saw Smokey and the Bandit. Oh, well, now's I, the time. I've now never seen time. Smokey and the Bandit all the way through. Yeah. But I've seen, like, probably all of the parts Enough. on CMT. Because right. yeah. CMT yeah. literally played that, like, every week. <laughs> yeah. Seems like, it seems like a CMT kind of a... It was a CMT favorite, along with that movie with uh, um, Toby Keith, the one that he made. Couldn't tell you. I couldn't remember the. I can't remember the title. Oh, it was Beer for My Horses. Of course. <laughs> he made a movie about a song that he wrote, and it was called Beer for My Horses. Of course. Of course. It's such of course. a bad movie. The best Willie Nelson song, hands down. Yes. Uh, I don't know. Highwayman. Really like that one. Well, that was a collaboration. Yeah, it was a collab. Okay, wait, wait, wait. So, so is so, Beer for My Horses. So here's the cast for Beer for My Horses. <laughs> Toby Keith, Rodney Carrington, Ted Nugent, Gina Gershon. I, I mean, these I are don't all. I know who that is. G, uh, Willie Nelson. Wow, these are all high class. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's where I've seen Rodney Carrington from. I've seen this movie. So I've Rodney... never. I did not know this movie existed. 
Rodney Carrington is oh. like the stand-up comedian that I refuse to watch on Netflix. He's, oh yeah, he's a it's bunch like, of low-hanging fruit. It's I'd like say. the redneck humor. Oh like, yeah, just cannot stand that stuff. <laughs> I'm like, why so, would anyone want to watch yeah. this? <laughs> We're offending people about Justice League and yeah. Redneck. Yeah. So sorry. sorry again. We're not here to make friends, people. <laughs> All right. My last bit of news is that uh, Netflix is putting out a Sabrina reboot. Teenage Witch. Sabrina the Teenage Witch reboot. Uh, and this week they put out, like, pictures, uh, some, you know, stills from the okay. show. Uh, it's too, It's going to be called The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. And now, let me tell you, it looks dark. Really? Yeah. It doesn't look like a fun uh, comedy. Huh. It, it looks it looks dark. And the the one picture I saw is from the first episode, and it's called like it's about her like becoming a witch, but it it just looks terrifying. Oh, it's I called, see. It's called oh the first episode is going to be called Sabrina's Dark Baptism. Wow. Yeah, so it's know. not is is the same actress involved in any way or is no. she out of it? Okay. No. Well, at one point in this article, it said that she Melissa Joan Hart is indifferent to a new show, but then later on in the article, it says that she gives the series her stamp of approval. So hmm. I don't know. I got this uh, this article I'm looking at is from L. dot com. But yeah, it looks looks a little too dark for me. I was never super into Sabrina. Like if it was on, I might watch it. But um, yeah, I think it really. kind of fell. It kind of fell into that time of like it was on. I think immediately as we got home from school, um, so it was kind of something that was like in the background. But I couldn't tell you the plot of one episode. Yeah, um, no, me either. So, um, but. Uh, this article says it's going to be nothing like the original. Wow. And I thought it was interesting because Riverdale, the Archie series that's on CW, is like dark. It's like a, I mean, right. like super dark. It's a dark version of Archie. But this is saying don't get your hopes up for a Sabrina-Riverdale crossover, which you would think they would do because Sabrina and Archie and Jughead are always like together in the comics. They're always crossing over. Oh, so, so that's in the I didn't even realize that those were like in the same yeah. universe. Yep. So well, like and Josie and the Pussycats is in, you know, that same universe. Too. Oh, okay. Yeah. So gotcha. like I just read not just, but recently I read a Jughead comic where he goes out on a date with Sabrina. Wow, okay. So yeah. Uh, but anyway, You're blowing my mind. Uh, I probably won't watch this, but you Sabrina fans out there, uh, get excited! And it's supposed to come out like right before Halloween, so uh, makes sense. I'll perfect. probably watch it. Perfect it's, time. It, Christian, okay. Christian will give us the, yeah, the reboot. The reboot seems down my alley. I like dark things. So. Okay, well, have fun, and you can tell us all about <laughs> it. <laughs> all right, that's all I have for news. All right. What's our main segment called again? We just, uh, Nostalgia of the Week. Oh, yeah, Nostalgia of the Week. Uh, and it's your turn this week, it's Kendra. Me. So it, it was my turn to pick, 
and I filled you guys in because I wanted you to watch this movie so that we could which was the smartest route I'd more say. accurately talk about it because I hadn't seen it and I want to say 15 years maybe more um, but today we are talking about the Don Bluth classic Rockadoodle Rockadoodle do here we go uh, so when we were growing up Corbin and I I don't know about you but I loved this movie I, yes, I remember it being on a lot, and I think I loved it as and well. And we didn't call it Rockadoodle, we called it Chanticleer. Like, if we said we wanted to watch it, <laughs> if we wanted to watch it, we would, yeah. After watching it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if we wanted to watch it, we would say, I want to watch Chanticleer. Uh, well, they say Chanticleer about every, like, once every, like, two minutes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That movie. <laughs> At the end of the movie... Well, maybe we won't go there right now. Okay, so uh, this movie came out in 1991, the year of my birth. Uh, mm. And um, there's a lot of people who do voices for this movie. So let me tell you about them. Did you, uh, the narrator and the dog, Patu, did you recognize his voice? Okay, we recognized it, and it took, I mean... I just kind of looked at his name and didn't recognize him, so I didn't really think about it. Um, and then I finally, we finally clicked on it and and saw that he was the voice of uh, Baloo yep. in the Jungle Book. He's the voice of Baloo. He's the voice of O'Malley the Alley Cat, and mm-hmm. he's the voice of Little John uh, from Robin Hood. So a lot of bears. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of animals. He's kind of got that natural deep baritone. Yeah. yeah. So actually, he... I really like his voice. Like, yeah. It was the Christian's best voice in the show to play while he falls asleep. Yeah, I don't know if it's just white noise. Yeah. I don't know if it's just cause it's nostalgic, but like, it's a very soothing voice. Yeah. It for is. whatever it reason. Really so yeah. his name is Phil Harris and he's the narrator. Um, Chanticleer is played by Glenn Campbell, who I didn't really recognize that name, but I think he's, he was a singer. Um, the Grand Duke is played so, by Christopher Plummer. Yes. And I don't think that I recognized his voice, but I obviously know who, uh, Christopher Plummer is. Right. Did you watch his new, did you watch All the Money in the World? No. Okay. Mm. I didn't either. And it was on my list, uh of the oscars but i didn't watch it yet and then snipes is the bird and yes he, he's played by uh eddie Deason, who was eugene uh in greece and also if you saw the polar express he's like the know-it-all kid and, on the and train. are you forgetting one i don't have another one written down he's also uh, in dexter's lab he's uh is he uh What's his Mandark? name? Mandark. Yes. Mandark. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's so funny. Why Which didn't he I sounds, see that? He sounds just like him. Yeah, he does. So he's very. He does a very nasally kid. Well, uh, the, I thought it was well, funny because when I was looking him up on IMDb, it says his trademark is portraying a nerd. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's very funny. True. <laughs> uh, so the other name that popped out to me was. Charles Nelson Riley plays Hunch, the little like nephew bird that's trying to owl that's trying to kill okay. everybody. And the only reason I know who Charles Nelson Riley is is because 
Will Ferrell and Alec Baldwin did that inside the actor studio skit where Alec Baldwin is playing Charles Nelson Riley. Have you seen that mm. skit? No, I have okay. not. Okay, you need to watch it because it's the one where like Will Ferrell is like making up words and he's Okay, you'll just have to watch it. But anyway, mm. for those of you who have seen that sketch, <laughs> Charles Nelson Riley is the voice of Hunch. Hunch? Hutch? I'm not sure what it was. One of those. I think it's I think it's Hutch. Yeah, so why don't why don't one of you Christian, why don't you tell us what this movie's about? <laughs> oh my gosh, I am the worst for this. <laughs> that's, that's why it's you. I that's why I picked you. <laughs> I've literally... Tell us what you think it's about. And okay. spo- spoilers for this movie, obviously. If you want to watch it, just hit pause and go. We watched the whole thing on YouTube. Uh, so go there, watch it, and then come back. <laughs> yeah. All right. So and the abridged version. Let's see here. You've got... What's his name again? Shenanigans? <laughs> <laughs> Shenanigans. Chanticleer. I don't know how I forgot that. Uh, so you got Chanticleer, who's like this giant rooster who looks kind of like Elvis, prances around, sings, and he believes that the sun comes up to his voice because that's what every rooster believes. And one time, this mean old owl, which is the only thing that I remember about this movie, surprisingly, <laughs> I, I re- recognize the owl. It's a pretty scary movie, owl. Yeah, I know. The, the rest of the movie, I'm like, okay, I've never seen this before that I remember. But the owl basically hires some thug to stop Shunt to clear from singing in the morning. So then everybody thinks he's a fake because the sun rises without his singing. And he's a really good singer. So he just hits the road and starts playing in bands. But, oh, wait, the sun <laughs> isn't coming back up, yo. So we've got a long, dreary set of days where rain is just pouring and all of a sudden, we're live action. There is a, <laughs> there's a kid and his mom, and it's raining, and we're a bit confused as, wait, where are we? What story are we in? Where did this come from? And then all of a sudden, Mr. Al comes back in to the kids' world, takes him in, turns him into a cat, and sends him into cartoon world. <laughs> and oh, just a crazy watery adventure from there. <laughs> A lot of it rain. It is very watery. <laughs> there is so much yeah, water in this movie. 90% of this movie is water. 10% sun. But that 10%, <laughs> man, is Christian, just... Christian, you're a, only at the first 15 minutes of the It's movie. just you a golden time. So then, so then they go and they try and find Chanticleer to bring him back to bring up the yep. sun. And Chanticleer's acting in a movie with some, you know, really hot... Uh, what is what bird? I guess she's chicken. a chicken, but well, it's her chickens last... don't look like that. Her... Let me <laughs> yeah, tell you, I <laughs> her I think her last name was Pheasant, so that made me think she was supposed oh. to be a pheasant. But okay, yeah, she well, um I, when I was looking up facts about this, she was based on Jessica Rabbit. It's man, very that makes clear. A lot of sense. It's yeah. very clear. She is uh yeah very oh. Jessica Rabbit very wife. sexual like yeah. Maybe too sexual for a kid's movie. Yeah, yeah, it's borderline, I'd yeah. say. Uh, so Kendra, that was a that was a good recap, Christian. Good job. Well, thanks. <laughs> so, Kendra, as I'm interested to hear, did this hold up to your memory of 
of Rockadoodle, or has it kind of ruined your childhood and everything that you thought it was? It definitely didn't ruin it. It wasn't. I feel like as I was watching it, I was like, "Oh, we're already at the end. Like this is this is all. This is the whole movie." Mm-hmm. Um, but I I still thought it was good. I don't know. I, I when I was looking this up, many people do not like this movie. Um, but I I don't know. I I still enjoyed it. I didn't uh, hate it. It definitely didn't ruin anything for me as far as like I remember the scene when they're up in the skyscraper singing to each other. Yeah, I remember I, that scene too. I I totally forgot that he was a cat. I could have sworn he was like a he was turned into like a chicken or something, like a little baby chick. I forgot he was turned into any I forgot there was a, a little boy. Um, but I will say that I, even as a kid, I remember the whole scene with the live at, with real people, um, taking me out of the movie. Yeah. Well, and it's pretty, that part is pretty bad. Yeah. It does not hold up. No, no. It's, it almost seems unnecessary in a way. I don't really understand I think there could have been a way to get a kid who believes in Chanticleer yeah. with avoiding all that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You could have just said he was he lived on the farm and it yeah, happened and exactly. he believed in Chanticleer. Well, so. I think, and I'll talk about this later, but I think Don Bluth was trying to do a live action thing because okay. more of that was coming out. So mm. I think he was trying to do that. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, so, it does fit with the times of movies that were coming out around yeah. the same time. I yeah. can't remember the names of them, but our Zippity Doodah or whatever that one is. Yeah, that's Song of the South. Song of the South. Yeah. The the one which we do not speak. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, Christian, you had never seen this movie. So what did you think of it, watching it? Um, The live action parts were pretty... I would agree with Corbin as well. Uh, took me out of it for sure. Um, overall, I really liked the dog character, the narrator, and some of the other voices. I liked the owl. Um, I really, there were some character voices that were just like really annoying. Mm. Um, whatever the, the, the bird, uh, Jessica Gold, Rabbit, Gold. the Jessica oh, Rabbit. Yeah. Girl. Mm-hmm. Or whatever her name is. I man, that was the worst. I understand that this this movie is obviously for the target audience between like the ages of like three to eight, and so you make it you make your characters kind of insist upon them. Like you make Goldie a little bit more than what is realistic. You know what I mean? Like yeah. a Goldie character isn't real in real life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Same with uh, the. I found the kid's voice, yeah, the so kid was the second one that annoying I was say. than her because he was scream Chanticleer every <laughs> five minutes and and you know be so overly dramatic. It is what it is, but as again as kids, we had no, you know, we thought it was the greatest movie, yeah. uh, of all time. So, um, so I just looked up the girl who plays Goldie the bird and. She plays Audrey in the Little Shop of Horrors movie, and she is the reason I hate that movie because her voice is so 
annoying in that Man, movie. maybe it's just <laughs> a thing with her. Yeah, yeah. it must just be her voice. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so, it's like so uh, breathy and so, yeah. you know. Well, and in, in Little Shop, she's, it's very like high pitched and yeah. like ditzy. So yeah, it's, it's not good. Yeah. Um, so a couple things I wrote while I was watching this, I like took some notes, but I wrote at the beginning, the Grand Duke Owl comes in and he's just like, I'm going to eat you. And I was like, yes. oh my goodness, he's going to like eat this kid. Yeah. Yeah. A little dark. He it's, just. Yeah. It's yeah. not even like I'm going he's... to lock you away and you will never, <laughs> yeah. you'll never see your family again. It's like, yeah. I'm going to eat you. Uh, but yeah, and I forgot he turns him into a cat. But uh, I also wrote down, <laughs> I laughed every time that Owl called him Uncle Dookie. And I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why when I was little, I didn't like pick up on the fact that it sounded like Dookie. <laughs> yeah, I I didn't either. That's so funny. Uh, but yeah, every time he, he said it, I laughed really hard. Huh? Um. Also, do you remember the part towards the end where they're, like, trying to drive the car to get away and Peepers, the mouse, gets in a car accident and then the little boy, like, goes inside his own brain? Yes. So when I was watching that, I was like, wow, I did not understand what was happening here. Like he's like he's in his own brain, like thinking about all these things. That yeah, are I did him back. not either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so when I was watching it this time, I was like, "Oh, I see. This is his. This is his brain. Yeah, he's not it's... just like been transported to a, another place. It was just it was a very weird thing to put in there, and I'm betting that a lot of kids didn't understand. Yeah, it's it's a little too deep for a four year old to understand the subconscious of of yeah. the kid's mind so yeah, yeah i i agree i had no idea what was going on when i was a kid i remember watching that being like yeah you don't care you know what i mean it's like colorful and and bright and all this flashback so it's just like you know and for the experience but yeah i totally remember being like what is going on yeah um so imdb has a lot of fun trivia for this uh oh movie so i'm gonna read you some of it this first one isn't really fun it's it's kind of dark so it says the film originally included more darker elements (laughs) wow as if there weren't already more dark elements in this but it says a famous one being a deleted sequence from the kitchen scene so remember in the beginning the duke is like baking a pie and hunch comes in and he like thought he killed them but he didn't so it says in this sequence the duke bakes a live baby skunk in a pie oh my god oddly enough the reason this was cut wasn't because of the content but because don bluth received a note from the preview audience that most cases of child abuse happen in the kitchen and involve baking instruments oh my god that is that is so dark i know (laughs) wow well, good thing it was cut then. I know. That's, in, that's insane. Yeah. Wow. I I read that and I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Pinky, the fox, his uh, manager, Chanticleer's mm-hmm. manager, is based on the late Elvis Presley's band manager, Colonel Tom Parker. 
Interesting. Well, his voice is the voice, um, the guy who is Boss Hog in Dukes of Hazard. Oh. Which is, he's literally playing the same character. Yeah. I mean, it's literally the same type of, of uh, person. Yeah. So. <laughs> this is going to shock you, but this was the first movie role for that kid. <laughs> Not surprising at all. Jonathan, the poor man's Jonathan... Lit, how do you say his last name? Lit Nicky or Lift Lift? How do you say his last name? I don't know. You know what I'm talking about? I have I, no idea who you're I talking about. I know who you're talking about, <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know his name. Oh, from like uh, the vampire movie. Yeah, from Stuart Little. Yes, yes. Oh, what's it, John? I don't know how to say his name. Jonathan Lit Lit Nicky. Yeah, Lit Nicky. That's it. Yeah. He's like the poor man's Jonathan Litnicki. Oh, that's so funny. That's exactly he really is. The whole time I was like, "Wow, this kid really got outshined." His hair was crazy. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, so this was the last film role for Phil Harris, the narrator. His last I, film ever. Wow, this was ninety-one. Mm. Uh, the final scene's blending live action with animation was inspired by the popularity of it in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Mm. And then it says that Goldie was based on Jessica Rabbit. Well, when did when did Who Framed Roger Rabbit come out? Uh, 1988. 88. See, that, it, that movie looks so much better. I know when you see this. when you see that and then you see this and realize it came out later. It's like there's no excuse for this it. came out in '88. Yeah, and Rocket Duel was '91. Yeah, there's no so. excuse for how bad it is. Yeah. Um, Eddie Deason, who is the voice of Snipes, uh, has never seen the film. Interesting. He's 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 doing fine by that, I'd say. Uh, Patu's narration was one of the last things added to the film with, uh, when test audiences reported finding several scenes confusing. <laughs> mm. I can see that. Yeah, yeah, I could too. I could see that too. The Duke's breath power emitting glowing geometrical and space-themed shapes was to avoid it being a single glowing color, which children may have found too frightening. Hmm. <laughs> That you know that would have been too frightening. Not boiling the live, uh, the live skunk in yeah. the pot or whatever. After completion of this film, Don Bluth stated, if he had a choice to do either live action or animation for a movie, he would choose animation because he considers it easier to do than live action. He might be. He might be right. I would. I would obviously have no idea. Well, yeah. how that how I, that is. Yeah, and this last one. So Chanticleer is the name of the rooster in the nun's priest's tale in the Canterbury Tales by Geoffrey Chaucer. Oh, yeah, I knew that. Yeah. I read the I read that in high school. That makes so much sense. <laughs> uh, the Disney Studios originally developed a version of this story in its early years, combining it with the French tales of Reynard the Fox. Though Mark Davis's character designs survive, Walt Disney personally rejected the pitch because of the difficulty of translating the folk tales to the big screen. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. I guess Disney knows best. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. I guess. I guess. <laughs> Not including Song of the South. <laughs> <laughs> Besides that, that was um, the dark time. So that's all the trivia. I looked up 
this movie on Rotten Tomatoes, and it got a 21% wow. <laughs> on Rotten Tomatoes, but a 55% from the audience rating. Mm. So that's mm. above half. It's above 50. It's not bad. Um, I, I meant to, um, not to go back to my... To my nostalgia of the week last week, but I meant to say that Last Samurai uh, was only a 66% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's a little crazy. Uh, disappointing. It should be in the 80s at least. It should be at least in the 90s, I'd say. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, one, I, so I read some of the ratings that people turned in on Rotten Tomatoes. One person called it a slightly enjoyable waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> and another That's very person... <laughs> nice that's a very nice way to say they hated it yeah another person said it certainly does feel like a dream albeit the kind of dream you have when you're running a fever and have gotten all messed up on cough medicine wow <laughs> so harsh I th- words i think those are harsh <laughs> do you uh do you have the box office numbers no i don't um so its budget was 18 million now that's estimated so it's Whoa. not Exact. In 1991? Yes. But it, in the U.S., it grossed 11657385 dollars. Yikes. So, did not break even. That's, that's what that means. Yeah. Oh, that's I guess, terrible. Well, I guess the majority of that budget would go to the live action... Because Christian brought up a great point of how did it, how did they even do that back then is that did they like was that a green screen or it looked like a green screen yeah it was just was really it was pretty in, bad in comparison the budget for uh who framed roger rabbit is 70 oh million. wow 70 million so mm. well and you get actually, what you pay for it actually made a profit yeah by a lot you because know? everyone loves that movie yeah, yeah. it's the only part that I thought looked okay with the live action and animation was when the owl is turning his bedroom into a cartoon. Right. And it's like slowly becoming cartoon. I thought yeah. that looked okay. I, yeah, I'd agree with that. It just really, it's almost like, I, look, I can get into my rant of early, early 2000 CGI and the problem with that, but it was almost like like that with this as far as it's like we had the technology but we didn't really know how to use it right right and it just makes it look bad yeah so yeah agreed they didn't have the funds to yeah i guess not i mean that's a pretty cutting edge stuff yeah that's a pretty good comparison you know the budget for who framed roger rabbit i mean so it makes sense now having seen it because there were several scenes that just did not wash especially the the end with the kid like looks like a you know basically a, oh where a he's cook- dancing it around. looks like they just cut a shape oh, yeah that game. was it was very cookie cutter like very just yeah that was there. bad yeah and he was. was like barely moving too so like <laughs> it was pretty obvious they were just like okay we need him to be like pretty still in all these shots right right you know all right well uh how should we should we like pick a different rating system um on a scale of well, like how many, like how many somethings do you give it? 
How many kudos? <laughs> how many? Well, chicken, I was trying to pick something like. How many chicken wings do you give it? Okay. What did you? How many? What how did many... you give for approval on Zanga? Was it like? <laughs> I don't remember. At all. I never. I never had. I'm a... still haunted by the fact that a Zanga of mine <laughs> might somewhere be somewhere in the. These are the deep things that keep Christian awake. <laughs> yes. It's Somebody somewhere out there. Zanga. I would love to find my Zango. I want to as well, just to know, because I was pretty active on that thing. <laughs> that was the one time in my life where social media, I was active on social media. Yeah. <laughs> when I was in sixth grade. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I give this, I'm going to give it seven chicken wings. Seven chicken wings. Because chicken wings. It, it, you know, hit my nostalgia. And I think it's watchable, you know, I think it's, you know, Kendra, I, I, I didn't feel like in a way I could, maybe you liked it more than I did, but I really didn't feel like I was kind of walking down memory lane with this movie. I, yeah. I, there's some, there's some things that I had remembered, but I don't necessarily think that I was like, Oh yeah, I remember this and this and you know, um, so with that, I can only give it about 5.3 chicken wings. Mm, all right. All right. So. And I'll just keep with the trend of last week because... <laughs> God, he's going to give you like 1.75. See, here's the thing. If I, if I watched this as a kid, it is a total blur to me now. I do not remember anything but the owl. So part of me wonders if I've even seen the whole movie before. <laughs> And on rewatch, I've got to say, I was bored very much. Uh, probably 50% yeah, of the movie, I, I was just like waiting for the ending. I, yeah, if I had a kid who was, this is the movie that they wanted to watch a thousand times, I think we'd get about two and a half times into it, and I'd tell them to pick another movie. <laughs> yeah. So. I'd be like, let's watch Chanticleer again. <laughs> Plus, um... I mean, are we going to give a spoiler on this movie since it's like yes. as old as I am? Yes, go for it. <laughs> okay. The ending where they're chant like chanting Chanticleer, I that was just too much for me. I was just kind of <laughs> done at that point. I like, like what... I thought that was so dumb. <laughs> I like how the dog starts with like Chanticleer. Chanticleer. <laughs> and he's like really he's like really Christian, low voiced about Christian it. Christian told me anytime he faces anything hard in his life, he's just gonna start chanting Chanticleer. <laughs> I mean it was my Cisa Buele, <laughs> oh my God. if you will. Cisa puede. <laughs> Cisa puede. <laughs> Honestly, uh, sometimes I'll still I'll like oh. randomly be like to Corbin Corbin. <laughs> just to spread a word of encouragement yeah, yeah. well i i literally feel like i can cheer my way through anything after that that's right yeah for those of you who don't know that's from the disney channel movie gotta kick it up honestly if gotta we have kick to explain that to you then this isn't the podcast for you. yeah <laughs> get, I'm sorry. get out of here right this now is, this Our, is for you. Yes. all right christian how many chicken wings do you give it <laughs> i have got i'm just gonna go with 1.5 again Ugh. Same that's, as last thing, right? The problem terrible. is, I really feel like I can't give this a good so rating. So let me get this straight: you think this movie is on the same level as the last <laughs> thing? I really hate that. That is like the 
Both of those movies you for me. You think Tom Cruise is as good as Chanticleer? <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. That's, in that movie. It's so disappointing. I've only seen... Okay, in, in my defense here, I've seen both movies one time in my life. So, I mean... Can't really give a fair, okay. fair thing. I think you can. Next time we watch, next time uh, that we do something that we've all like, or that I've seen, I will be able to give a fair thing. Yeah, I guess we picked two things that you haven't seen. I mean, it's two things that like really like are so far back. Like, how would I yeah. really be able to fairly rate? Yeah. So I just figure I'll go low ball until <laughs> until so the time is so right. So <laughs> That's your prerogative. All right, so 1.5 chicken wings for this one. (laughs) Are we changing the ratings like every week? Because, I mean, this technically fits with the theme of Rockadoodle. Right, that's why we chose. Yeah, that's why we chose. So I missed that part. So I just want to confirm. You must have been off somewhere. You must have been off somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, let's uh, move on to our last segment where we do uh, something different every time. It may be a game, it may be. Uh, something, I don't know, something else. Today, it's trivia. So, I'm I'm gonna, (laughs) it's not BuzzFeed. Um, so, this quiz is on usnews.com, and it's a 90s trivia quiz. Good, I'm gonna win. I don't know. I mean, I did okay when I took it. Listen to this man over here. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep score so we can... See okay. who uh, who wins. So your first question is: In what year was the World Wide Web introduced to the public? 1990, 1991, 1994, 1996. I'll let you go first. I think it's 94. Christian guess is 94. I'll go 90. Uh, you are both incorrect. 1991. Mm. Mm. Wow, that's the year I was born. Man. <laughs> wow. So it says. Tim- I should remember this. <laughs> Well, now you will. You're a computer guy. You should know (laughs) know. when the internet was I know. I majored in computer science, so I obviously (laughs) should know everything about computers. Yes, you should. Uh, So this says, Tim Berners-Lee introduced the World Wide Web to the public in 1991. Uh, He first introduced his idea in 1989 uh, and had created the technologies HTML, URL, and HTTP by the end of 1990. That's crazy. So there you go. Your next question. Which Pixar Disney movie was the first feature-length animated film to be completed, or I'm sorry, to be completely computer-generated? The Little Mermaid, A Bug's Life, Toy Story, Monsters, Inc. Toy Story. I was going to say Toy Story. Good job! Toy Story. That one's a softball. Softball. (laughs) Well. One one, Christian. All right, let me me make it a little harder. Which singer's album, released in 1997, is the best-selling album released by a female artist? Cher, Mariah Carey, Britney Spears, Shania Twain. I'll go. Uh, I'll go Mariah Carey. Um, you said 1997. Yep. He's not looking at the answers, is he? No, trust me. I'll no. keep him honest. Um, I think it's either Britney Spears or Shania Twain. I'll go Britney Spears. Ah, oh, you chose incorrectly. Oh, it's Shania Twain. It's Shania it? Twain. Oh, I I have no music in the '90s is like way over my head. So like I have no memory of it. No concept. Yeah. Come Same on here. over 
is the name of the album, which includes songs like Man, I Feel Like a Woman and You're Still the One, was released in 1997 and is the top-selling country album of all time. Wow. Shania, Man. What, a, what a woman. What a woman. Yeah, she's I do remember that music video. Is she good for her? She's, she's got a that. new album out, I think. Wow. So. Hmm. All right, what was the top-grossing movie of 1990? <laughs> Home Alone, Ghost, Pretty Woman, Batman Returns. I'll say Ghost. Batman Returns is 2000s, isn't it? No, no. Wait, wrong. wait, wait. Which one is Batman Returns? Is that what? Oh, wait, sorry, we can't. We can't tell you here. You should. You need <laughs> oh. to come prepared. You can't ask. Questions. I don't think they would give you one don't that you... wasn't in the correct year. Yeah, it would okay. be in the correct year. I'll go with Pretty Woman. Man, you guys are bad at this. <laughs> wow, really? The answer is Home Alone. Is Home Alone. Wow. Oh man. Home Alone raked in seventeen million. $81,997. It's opening weekend and made $285 million, uh, well, more than that, during its time in U.S. box offices. That's insane. Home Alone. That's wow. crazy. Yeah. Joe Joe Pesci did own the 90s. So <laughs> The thing about that is it's 1990. It was before I was born, so... Yeah. Excuses, I mean, excuses. It would be hard. Yeah, as, even as soon it as you're be born, hard you to put know that in the, the highest grossing movie when you're born. Like, <laughs> that's something you come out of the womb yeah. knowing. So you're right. I told you the answer to this last podcast, last episode. Okay. Okay. In what year was Princess Diana killed in a car crash in Paris? Oh, I know it. 91, 95, 97, 99. I know it, so I'm going to let you go. I didn't pay attention to that yeah, part of the podcast. <laughs> um, oh, man. oh, my word. Okay, can you list them one more time? I'm sorry. Just the first two. 91, 95, 97. 95. We'll, do, we'll do 95. Mm, correct answer is 97, Christian. Okay. Correct. Yay. Two years off, so I think Corbin's one ahead of me now. That's all I need. Yes, okay. he is. One ahead. It's two to one, and you're six questions in. <laughs> I, oh, this is man. a tight race here. We must know uh, of the 90s then. <laughs> I know. So this is an OJ question, and I think Corbin is a... Oh, oh my man. gosh. It's We've so... both watched the documentary. Oh, please. Ease. Okay. Many yeah. well, we watched, honestly. This seems like a hard question to me, but what media organization blurred and darkened OJ Simpson's photo taken by the Los Angeles Police Department, leading to criticism and controversy? Newsweek, The Washington Post, The Atlantic, or Time Magazine? This is a hard, was, hard question. Um, I think The Atlantic. That's what I was going to say, but where are my other options? Newsweek, News. Washington Post, and Time Magazine. I'll go Newsweek. You're both incorrect. <laughs> Time, it was Time Magazine. Wow, okay. That, now, that is, that's a pretty hard question, I'd say. Yeah. So, James R. Gaines, Time Magazine's managing editor at the time said no racial racial messages were intended by time or by the artist who was asked to interpret the original photograph some people thought the edited photograph was racist because it looked more sinister hmm. i know not a lot about the oj trial but oh, i really I thought would, you guys would get that one yeah, i mean i, would I know say that i did i know stuff now. i know stuff but not like what media company <laughs> that i mean yeah. Question seven. NASA's Hubble Space Telescope was launched in 1990 on what space shuttle? Challenger, Discovery, Endeavor, Atlantis. 
Okay, I know this one. So Challenger. Yeah, it's Challenger. Wrong! Are you serious? It's Discovery. Discovery. Wow. Man. Oh, yep. Wow. I, 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 you know, I should stop talking trash <laughs> like I know everything. <laughs> I'm really not representing myself well on this on this quiz. Yeah. This is just... Uh, How many more questions do we have? Uh, a couple. <laughs> okay. okay. Okay, I have time to catch up. All right. At the beginning phase of the Persian Gulf War in January 1991, the U.S. La- launched the air offensive Operation Desert Storm to force Iraq out of which country in the Arabian Peninsula? <laughs> These are hard This is questions. like a history major question. <laughs> Kuwait, Saudi Arabia, Yemen, or Qatar? Go with your gut on this one. It was Kuwait. Listen, Christian I, says Kuwait. There's so many people that if I get this wrong, I feel like are gonna banish me. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'll. I think it's Kuwait. Congratulations, you both got it right. Yay! <laughs> I was really. I can't believe it took me that long. I. Okay. That was just a. Cool. I knew it was a Q word. Yeah. <laughs> Still one it's, ahead. Kuwait, Kuwait starts with a K. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I'm dumb. So. <laughs> All right, next. <laughs> Actually, you're right, Kendra. Oh, the best. I am looking at it now. The best <laughs> of this podcast. <laughs> All right. Uh, we gotta, we gotta hurry up. We're going over time. Bill Clinton was the first pre. Oh, this is true, false. Bill Clinton was the first president in U.S. history to be impeached in 1988. True or false? False. Christian says false. I'll say, I'll say true. It is false. Yeah. He wasn't uh, the first president to be impeached, right? Right. Andrew Johnson was the first. Yeah. I thought there was somebody before him. Yeah, I did too. That's. I was like, Bill Clinton. That's recent. There's definitely been yeah. some impeachment happening before then. Mm-hmm. For sure. Okay, we're tied now, 3-3. So is this our last question for the tiebreaker? Yes, this is the last question. Are you ready? It's a Michael Jordan question. Mr. Space Jam himself. Oh my goodness. In the 1990s, Michael Jordan led the Chicago Bulls to how many NBA championships? (laughs) Oh man. Gorman's going to know. I'm so bad with the NBA. Three, six, eight, or nine? Okay, I'm going to go eight. I was going to go eight, too. That sucks. You're both uh, saying eight? Nine is a bit greedy. That's yeah. too many. <laughs> yeah, I'll go eight. Uh, the correct answer is six. Wow. Oh, man. Hold on. We got a tiebreaker. I know. Okay. What if we can't get any of the tiebreaker questions? Right? You're never... <laughs> I don't think you're going to get this one. In the... <laughs> In the 1994 congressional elections known as the Republican Revolution, Republicans won control of both the House and the Senate for the first time in how many years? 5, 20, 40, or 55? I'll say 40. Mm, I was going to go 40. I'll say, what was what was the first one, 20? 5, 20, 40, 20. 55. I'll go 20. All right, Corbin wins. It is forty. Oh, oh. <laughs> I didn't want to. I didn't want to be a revolution. I didn't want to pick the same answer as wow. you. Well, there we go. That's what I was thinking, but I was like, well, I'll just pick a different one. Mm. <laughs> All right, that's <laughs> that's the show for this week. All right, let me send you out with with a word. Wait, we have a Twitter now. Oh it's, my! We do have a Twitter. It's at nostalgia me this. 
at nostalgia me this so check us, us out on twitter us, tweet us at us like subscribe <laughs> like subscribe and you can you can listen to us on itunes and soundcloud well let me true. let me send us out here with a word if you find yourself in a in a tough spot in between a rock and a hard place and you can't see the light at the end just start with a soft chanticleer <laughs> it will get you through okay i was gonna say i thought you guys were gonna join in with me on that but no no he's he's dead He's dead to me. This podcast is over. Chanticleer, dead to me. (laughs) All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.